0: What's going on, you guys? Welcome to another episode of Fortis Worldwide. I'm your host, Nate Rubato, and today I'm bringing you guys an awesome episode. We're going to be talking about uh, listening to the experts. So trying to find an expert in the field uh, that you're trying to grow in, whether it be in the gym, whether it be uh, professionally at work, um, or just anywhere in life, trying to surround yourself with experts um, that know what they're talking about, uh, so that way you can learn and Learn a little bit quicker um, than maybe everybody else. So, before we jump into this episode, I want to give a quick shout out to the sponsor of the podcast, Trash Panda Tactical. Trash Panda Tactical makes the coolest bullet pens available, you guys. They are awesome. They're made from recycled 308 shells and he gets them powder coated. They've got a bunch of different cool colors and styles on the website and they can now laser engrave them uh, and customize them to whatever, you know, you can put whatever message or design you want on your own custom Trash Panda Tactical bullet pen. So be sure to check out their website at trashpandatactical.com and make sure you guys use the promo code at checkout Fortis Worldwide. You're going to save 10% on your order, so um, we're gonna go ahead and jump right into this episode, you guys. Um, and today, like I said, we're gonna be talking about listening to the experts. I'm gonna start off this episode with a little bit of a story here. Um, so this past you know month or so, um, Scott Mallory over at Highway 98 Country reached out to me and said he was interested in uh, working on his fitness, getting a little bit healthier, um, getting in shape for the summer, and he said. You know, he's interested in doing that and then was interested in seeing if we'd be uh, willing to do like a radio spot and a little commercial uh, for Fortis to try and expand our uh, our base and to let people know that we exist. Um, and so, you know, we got to talking and Scott's a pretty cool dude. He seems to be generally interested in working on his fitness, and I like that. And what we were talking about creating the commercial – um, for Fortis, you know, he was, he was saying like, he's like, yeah, we should have Toby barking in there. Uh, it'll be like a nice little hook and everybody's going to love it. And I was like, all right, you know, like in in my mind, just right at the bat, I'm just like, I don't know, like, you know, I don't know if people want to really listen to a dog bark and, you know, I I don't want to listen to Toby bark, but of course that's me. Um, But, you know, I went ahead and I was just like, all right, man, like, you know what you're talking about. He has been doing radio for, you know, years and years and years. So he has lots of experience in the radio. And he's just like, yeah, I'm telling you, this is going to be a good hook. And people are going to like it and recognize it. I'm like, all right, man, sounds good. Let's do it. Um, So we went ahead. I got a little recording of Toby barking and, you know, recorded the rest of the commercial, put that in there. And, you know, it's just a great example of trusting the expert, listening to him, um, and, you know, working with him on, on this project, because I don't really think that too many people would like that, but sure as shit, we finished episode or the, the, uh, commercial and I had, you know, copies of it on my phone. I was showing to some clients, every single person, they just loved the part with Toby. So, like, you know, they listen to it like, oh, yeah, this is good. And then Toby barks and everyone's just like, oh, Toby, like they're just light up. They're so excited. Um, and the same thing, like people have heard it on the radio and text me They're like, oh, I love Toby in the end, yada, yada. Um, and, you know, for me, that was just a great example that I wanted to share, start off this episode, uh, sharing with you guys, because, you know, that's not something that I probably would have done. But uh, I'm not the expert in radio. I've never done a radio commercial in my life. I just listen to the radio. and uh, You know, Scott is, and he has done radio for a long time. And I was like, all right, well, I'm going to put my trust in him. Um, You know, he's a guy who's working with me on the commercial. So we're going to do that and see what we can do. And sure enough, like I said, the response that we got from that was, you know, overwhelmingly positive. Everybody loved it. Um, So yeah, I wanted to start off the episode with that and then kind of work it into a little bit uh, more on the fitness side. So, you know, first of all, finding a, a expert in whatever you're trying to accomplish is definitely key. Um, it's going to help you kind of fast track your way uh, to whatever goal you are trying to uh, achieve. Of course, there's no real way to like speed up time. However, uh, if you find a true expert in, you know, your whatever you're trying to accomplish, it's going to they're going to save you some steps because some of the mistakes and things that they made, they're going to be able to help you kind of get by those without even having to, uh, actually go through them. And this is the same thing on like a, you know, a new job. If let's say, uh, start a new job or you're on a job site or something like that. And you see that someone is really, really, uh, working at a little bit different level than everybody else. I would strongly, always strongly encourage you to go find that person, hang out with them, be around them, learn from them. That's only going to help you out. I promise you that. Um, you're going to be able to learn. However, you know, just by watching them do what they do and also just surrounding yourself with excellence is going to bring you up as well. Um, rising tide raises all ships. So, you know, if they're crushing it, be alongside them. You might start off, you know, stumbling and fumbling, but if you're willing to learn sooner or later, you're going to be right up there with them, uh, killing it. So, yeah. So going back to you know, finding a coach, definitely want to find somebody uh, that has experience doing what you are uh, trying to do or coaching people and what you're trying to do. So, you know, uh, for instance, if you're looking for a weight loss coach, you definitely want to make sure or someone to help you with the weight loss, you want to make sure they have experience doing that. Or if they're brand new, give them a chance, you know what I mean? Like if they're brand new in the fitness realm, and you know, they're, but they're seemingly really, they're hungry. They're ready to work for you. That's, I'd say, you know, give them a chance as well. Cause I was once that, you know, I was 18, just got my personal training certification. I remember having to explain to people so many times, like, well, how old are you? I'm like, I'm 18 just starting out. But you know, if I don't know it, I will find someone who does and we'll, we'll, uh, learn and grow together. And, you know, so it doesn't necessarily have to be someone with experience, but If it is someone with experience, definitely want to find someone, uh, that has experience accomplishing the goals you're trying to accomplish, whether it's weight loss, powerlifting, uh, general strength, conditioning, whatever it is, you want to make sure you're finding somebody that's done that before, um, and preferably done it before multiple times. Um, so you know that there's a track record of success, not just one time and then, okay, yeah, uh, you know, we move on. We want to find someone that has a track record track record of success, and that's generally gonna be a good person uh to get with and to learn um you know regardless of your fitness goals so that's definitely part one part two is you found that person you found the expert that you're gonna work with um or you know like I said in day to day life you found that expert at your new job and you're ready to learn and you know they're doing something this way and then you see someone else doing it and you're like, Oh, I don't know. Um, my point is here is really, you need to, you need to make sure that you guys are buying in, um, and giving that expert or that coach or, uh, you know, coworker your full faith, so to speak. So, you know, there's no special program, uh, speaking, on, you know, just working out and powerlifting in particular, there's no special program or anything like that. But there are different coaches that can communicate differently. And, you know, one might communicate a little bit better, might click a little bit better with you. And one might click a little bit better with me, there's different coaches using different cues all over the world. And while I don't think programming is there's no particular like super secret program, because if there was there would be some super loaded dude, or girl, and there wouldn't be any more trainers because it would just be, this is the way. Uh, But in fact, there are many ways to train and many ways to get strong. And, you know, what they all are going to have in common, the ones that are successful, is a coach or a designer, like someone who has written the workouts, that cares about you um, and cares about the implementation of the workout, cares about the intent behind the workout, and can communicate uh, well with you. So a good coach is going to be able to communicate with multiple, uh, you know, different types of people. So you're going to be able to communicate with like younger athletes, maybe. So like I train younger athletes I communicate with and, you know, communicating with them is a little bit different than training someone like, let's say my wife, Liz, the competitive power lifter. you know, like that's totally different. Um, and everything in between, you know, there's just, different ways that you got to communicate for different people. And I I think if you can't recognize that as a coach, then that's definitely something you want to work on. Um, because that's just going to be able to expand your knowledge base and honestly expand your client base. Um, you know, if you're just, if you only know how to coach in like, let's just say a super gruff manner, like that's very common with trainers. Oh, do this, do that. It's like, okay, man. Like, you know, that's not a lot of people don't like that. Um, and you'll, you'll get clients for sure. but. You know, in the interest of trying to expand your client base and trying to grow it um, into you know the biggest client base that you can, or try and help as many people as you can, I would definitely recommend learning how to communicate with multiple different people and learning how to say the same message. That's the thing. I want to teach someone how to squat to the same standard and re- regardless of where they're coming from. So I want to be able to talk to any type of person and be able to have them accomplish the same standard of, you know, a back squat or the same standard of a bench press. And I think being able to do that is really going to help you out um, and really going to help you show your expertise. That's the thing is a lot of people have knowledge. uh, And speaking to maybe some coaches that are listening to this, you know, a lot of people have knowledge, a ton of knowledge, right? Degrees and certifications and this and that but you you're not good at communicating it to your clients, then like, what is that to your clients? They don't care. Uh, they're, they care about tangible information that they can then, uh, implement into their day-to-day training. And then clients on the other hand, you know, you guys, you got to make sure you're implementing what your coach is saying. So if your coach is telling you, we will just say, uh, we'll just go simple here. We'll just say, get a little lower in that squat. Um, then work on getting a little lower. Don't get a little lower the first day, and then you know, two weeks from now, your coach takes a look at your squats, and it's like, oh, back up to like. Don't try and like sneak around. Like just, just do you know what they're saying, uh, and that's going to help you out tremendously. Is that you know consistently working on the cues that your coach gives you is generally going to lead to improvements, whether it be strength, weight loss, whatever. Uh, it doesn't matter. It's just the consistency of the implemented cues is going to help you grow as a lifter and athlete as a human in general. Um, also on that note, you want to make sure that you're staying focused on, uh, you know, the cues that your coach gives you oftentimes there can be outside noise interference, if you will, where, uh, you know, it could be anything, social media, uh, friends and people in real life just depends. Like there's always going to be like static and, and just like, a uh, TVs back in the day where you got kind of got to like tune it right until it uh, comes in, like the signal is clear. Same kind of thing. You want to make sure that signal between you and your coach, wherever you're working with, is nice and clear. And that's it. Um, of course, there's always room to learn. Um, but, you know, if you hired a good quality coach, they're going to be doing that so they can then, you know, pass that information along to you. Um, Good coaches are going to continuously be learning and improving their knowledge base. Uh, That's something that I try and do every single day. Um, And, you know, they're going to be continuing to learn and grow so that they can then pass that information along to you. Of course, if something is sticking out and you're just like, you know, I'm just not sure we're doing this right, Nate, and you got some, I don't know, some sort of like, video or something and it just really like kind of makes sense then of course bring it up and you know we can talk about it but more than likely um you know if your coach or trainer has been doing it for a little bit they more than likely have one worked with a similar or same situation that you have whether it be trying to build strength trying to lose weight um you know those being the two most common things or if they're not fully sure they're going to go seek out an expert that does know and then you know relay that information back to you, um, and you know I just think it's important to keep like I said going back to the tuning illustration, keep that uh, the the channel with your coach on that nice and clear. Try not to let too much static interference get in the way because uh, that could be pretty confusing. You got to understand uh, when coaches are trying to coach in movement in particular, it takes there's it's like it's like an onion stealing a line from shrek all right there's a lot of layers all right you can't just like fix something in one queue um i would say it's always my goal to fix as many things as possible with one queue so try and again simplify the process but oftentimes you got to get through a couple layers before you can get to something else and as a coach they're going to be looking at and just so you can kind of know what we're thinking they're going to be looking at it in a in a hierarchy of needs. So I, I look at it as this, So I look at safety first. Uh, then I'm going to look at, you know, preference. So taking, let's say a high bar or low bar squat, let's say the person can squat proficiently in both. Then I'm going to take a look at preference and see, you know, which one do they like better? Um, taking it over to the fit class side. If you're on the rower or bike, I know that they can row and bike proficiently. Great. Um, now let's take a look at preference. Which one would the athlete prefer? They prefer the rower? Great. Now here's some performance tips. So safety, then preference, then performance. Performance is last. And performance is just trying to dial in that movement, whatever it may be, whether it's a squat, a deadlift, a bench. Uh, it could be on the rower, on the bike. It could be on the TRX. Whatever it is, performance, trying to dial that movement in. So you are getting the most out of your body um, and you're getting everything you can out of that movement. And like I said, that is last. So we're working on like for me, sometimes it'll take me like a month or two to get through the safety portion of that hierarchy of needs, right? Like I don't, I'm not going to have somebody, you know, practice, let's just say uh sumo deadlift if they've never, ever deadlifted before and, you know, they're not, proficiently deadlifting a bar, picking something up off the floor with a nice neutral spine, core is tight, um, and just like a conventional stance. Why would we... Work and and trying to progress to a more technical movement without just mastering the basics. And you know, some people say like, oh well, like there might be more comfortable. Again, that's preference. That's next. We need to work on just regular, good old fashioned movement. We can't get those basics down, then we do not need to stray from that. We don't need to add something in because that's just going to crowd it again. Interference. I want the athlete to work on one thing at a time. Get really good at that. Then we can move on from there. So, like I said, you guys, make sure you're dialed in uh, to what your coach or uh, trainer has has to say and make sure that you are uh, listening, but then also implementing and then you're going to get those results that you want uh, out of that. And again, this is this goes for, uh, you know, day to day life and other stuff, too. Like I said, like uh, another another example, this is just today. So the radio thing, I was like a few weeks ago, but then just today. So. I had to move over on the barbell side. I had to move like a one of the barbell racks uh, so that to make space for our combo rack. And long story short, it's concrete anchored into the wall, and you can't get those out. So you have to like grind them off with a grinder, like cut them, like a half inch screw. I've never done this before in my life. I don't know how to do that. I don't know what a grinder is. I don't know what a Dremel is, like all these tools. So like, what do I do? Like, I have a few friends that I know how. Are experts, or at least have done it before, uh, multiple times. So I'm going to, you know, phone a friend, like there's no shame in like trying to find somebody that already knows, you know, how to do it and then learning from them. So, you know, I watched that person do it. My man, Ricky owner of trash pan tactical, uh, came in clutch today with the little grinder, grinding those, uh, screws off and we're good to go. And you know, a couple things, one, I'm saving time doing that 2 I'm learning from him. So like next time, Like I would be confident if I had a grinder or if I, you know, borrowed one. I'd be confident doing what he did today. Like after seeing him do it, I'm like, okay, here we go. Like, I could do this. Um and again, just the point being, like, find an expert in what you're trying to do and then learn from them. Um and lastly, what I wanted to talk about is like becoming an expert. So you might be like, Well, you know, I wanna like work on this or I wanna be able to help other people. That's awesome. Um, but you gotta put in that time, so you gotta remember. Uh, you know, trainers like myself, like I've been doing this for almost ten years, like, and I have only just done this. So, like, I've only been personal training, um, and group fitness instructing and powerlifting coaching. Like, I, that's all I've done. So, you know, I have spent countless hours, like tens of thousands of hours, on your squat, tens of thousand of hours on deadlift, tens of thousand of hours on bench. Uh, on a lot of movements. And, you know, my point in saying that is not to like, Oh, look at me, but it's, it's like, I have dedicated a good chunk of my life to studying like movement to studying uh, just how different people react to different cues, stuff like this. Like, you know, that takes a long time and there's no replacement other than just putting in those reps. There's an old adage that's like, you know, you got to do 10,000 reps to become a master of that. And I think that is 100% true. And honestly, I'd say that's a minimum, 10,000 minimum uh, before you become, you know, a master. You're kind of very proficient at that. And, you know, if that's something you want to do, that's fantastic. But start getting that in. Make sure your, uh, your movement is dialed in on each thing. I think movement like coaching movement, I think starts with understanding movement. So the best way to understand movement is to move well. So, you know, learning how to move well, and, you know, maybe talking to a couple close friends, stuff like that, helping them move well, that is going to help you, uh, you know, kind of accelerate your growth as a coach, if that's something you're interested in doing. Um, And, you know, another thing is like, like, you got to be, I'm always open to learning new things, but at the end of the day, I always try and stay in my lane. You know what I mean? Like I am a business owner and a personal trainer coach. And like, that's what I do period. Now there's other things that I, you know, enjoy to do. I like doing social media stuff, design stuff, uh, you know, stuff like that. I've become, I'd say pretty proficient at that, but you know, like, there's other things I have no clue what I'm doing. And that's like, you know, uh, doing a lot of these renovations, I've had help from many members that like know what they're doing. They come in and help me out. And, you know, if it wasn't for them, I would have no clue. It would take 20 times longer and I'd probably mess up way more than I already do. Uh, and, you know, I think by doing that, it just makes everyone's life a little bit easier. You're going to be able to work very efficiently um, as a team and you're going to be able to do stuff that you like to do. And then you can work with your friend or colleague, partner, whoever. Um, and they get to do what they like to do. And I think that's super, super important is, you know, stay in your lane, doing what you're good at, keep doing good at it, get even better at it. Um, and then, you know, work with someone else, partner up with someone else and learn from them and add that to your toolbox as well. That's the other thing is that, you know, staying in your lane or, you know, continuing to hone in your skill, what you're already an expert at does not mean ignoring the rest. You know, of course you want to be constantly learning. While I say that, you know, staying in your lane is important. I also like learning is extremely important. I have learned so many things over the past, you know, decade of like training and owning a business for the past few years. Like I've learned so many different random things like that. I've never, you know, like, uh, Thought I'd need to know, but then you learn, or it shows up, and you got to be willing to learn and, and grow. And I think learning and growing is just part of it. And as many times as possible, when you are learning, you're growing, things are changing, try and find an expert, learn from them. It's going to make your life easier. It's going to make uh, the product or whatever you're doing a little bit easier, and you're going to get to your goals a lot faster. So, we're going to go ahead and wrap up this episode. Uh, just a short one today. Thank you guys for listening as always. Make sure you guys are subscribed to the podcast. We're on Apple podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you listen to your podcast. We are there. Make sure you guys subscribe and please share this episode and the little social media, uh, blurb that I do each week. I greatly appreciate it. Um, you guys are what makes this podcast go. So please give it a share and a comment, a like, and we'll see you guys next week. Peace.